It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to another episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim. And this week we're talking Christopher Nolan's Tenet, as well as all the latest movie and trailer news. got one word for you, Lee. Tenant. And that's the only word you'll need. It'll <laughs> open doors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so we have seen Tenant this weekend at advanced screenings across Australia. So Tenant is written and directed by Christopher Nolan and introduces us to the protagonist, played by John David Washington, who's an operative who is recruited by a mysterious organization to participate in a mission that unfolds beyond real time. This isn't about time travel, which Christopher Nolan loves tackling. We're introduced to the concept of time inversion in Tenet. So I, my brain is still hurting after <laughs> seeing this movie. There's so much to take in. There's so much complexity. There's so many layers. Which is a typical Christopher Nolan film. Absolutely. I mean, the way that he weaves his, his stories and his characters and all these concepts and things into a film is quite extraordinary. There's no real original filmmaker at the moment, like Christopher Nolan. He is one above the rest. And he's brought together a great cast. The movie also stars Robert Pattinson, Kenneth Branagh, Elizabeth Debicki, Michael Caine, Himesh Patel, Clements Posey. It's an amazing cast. I, I love that he brings Michael Caine 
into all his movies and little bit roles. He's just so great to just to watch. He, he really is an incredible actor. So let's talk about the story. As mm. you said, Christopher Nolan is a one-of-a-kind filmmaker and the weight of expectation that was on this film to save cinema almost. Yeah. How did it measure up? Well, I, the, I think there's a lot to unpack here. And it, obviously, we're going to come to you with a spoiler-free review. We, um, we do not want to be the podcast that ruins what this film really is trying to tackle in, in certain detail. So, we'll dance around that. I'm, I'm just going to say this. like I, I really enjoyed it. I did. Mm-hmm. I think from a cinematic point of view, the set pieces, like all the, all the way that he tells stories, mm-hmm. uh, they just suck you in and they're really intense. And the technology used, we're going to talk about the fact that he used 70 millimeter film and IMAX cameras. Yeah, absolutely. I think though that often we kind of get a bit swept up in Christopher Nolan as a, as an original storyteller. And as I said, my brain is hurting so much thinking about it. And I wonder (laughs) if it was trying to be too challenging. Mm. It's almost, it's almost wrong that we're reviewing this film after only one viewing, because I think it's a film that you need to see more than once. Would you agree? That's usually a Christopher Nolan film when you look at something like Inception or... Yes. Not the Batman films, they're pretty straightforward, but you do kind of need to see it again to get the complexities. But I don't think a second viewing is going to give you anything more of this film. You don't think? I think it was too much. Right. I'm going to jump in straight away and say that a Christopher Nolan film is supposed to be mysterious. It's supposed to push your brain's capacity. That's what he wants to do. But you have to give your audience something to go on. And I just think the foundation, unfortunately, was not enough. Mm. You romanticise Christopher Nolan as a filmmaker. I think we Mm. put him up on this pedestal as this amazing original storyteller. Mm -hmm. But, Lee, I completely agree with you. This film was outrageously alienating where you just didn't know really what was going on. And these really key pieces of information, plot developments, were often throwaway lines Absolutely. that you miss and you're like, hold on a minute, can I go back? And <laughs> can you say that again? There's a lot that you have to take on face value or you're forced to take on face value for the sake of exposition. And everyone's just handing over these massive amounts of information, Mm. which didn't seem in keeping with the characters. No. And those massive moments of exposition took you by surprise because he he may have set up a really relaxed environment and they're actually dumping all this, all this vital information on you about what the hell's going on around them that I was so, I wasn't expecting it that I missed it because Mm. I was like, oh shit, I actually need to really lean in on this scene. And I think that- What's really clear with Christopher Nolan movies is that he doesn't give you a chance to relax. You have to pay attention mm-hmm. for two and a half hours or you're, or you're done or you're screwed. That's exactly right. Let's talk about the performances. As I said, a massive cast in mm. this. I think all the performances were solid. I want to pull out Robert Pattinson's in particular. Yeah. He's so mesmerizing in this film and they give you almost nothing to go on which is kind of the point but at the same time he just appears and you're like where did he come from obviously he's important but he doesn't seem important but then it's just so confusing what his character is supposed to be and of course it reveals something later on you Mm. get a big reveal Mm. but the work leading up to that didn't coalesce it didn't join it didn't feel natural yeah i agree i think that comes into account for all of the characters, I think big, little or small, mm. they kind of just appear. They're there. You need to accept what they're doing. The character of John David Washington, the protagonist, mm. his, his recruitment 
seemed a bit just it didn't make sense to me and i think if you if you can't establish a strong foundation as to why he's getting woven into this yeah. situation why did he just take off and well, what, what yeah and so then <laughs> what follows is this incredible com- complex story of you know this assault of information and complex theories about time and you're kind of you're still lost on why some people are actually involved in what their role in this story is. That's exactly right. And as I said, that comes back to the foundation. Yeah. There wasn't a good foundation there, Mm. unfortunately. I I think we get swept up in Christopher Nolan and I left the film going, that was amazing. But I've thought more about it and I go, he's kind of getting away with just running with it. I Mm. found it was his most self-indulgent film. Right. If you feel. But I do want to, as I said, highlight Robert Pattinson's performance. He's really surprising me at the moment. Mm. Maybe not surprising now because we've seen so many films recently where he's just turning in a stellar performance. And this was another one that was just brilliant. Yeah. And the way the actors move, the physicality, I mean, a lot of it was special effects and having to reverse time and make people go backwards and things. But there were some moments, if you look really carefully, where the cameras aren't doing that and there's no special effects and it's actually the actors moving through time Mm. themselves. And I was so impressed with that. I am in awe at how this film was pulled together. Hmm. It was extraordinary from a filmmaking technical point of view. Like, we, you have not seen anything like this movie. And I think it was certainly a slow burn. These amazing set pieces with the plane, you know, the third act where that happens, I won't say. They were so important because at times you revisit them and, hmm. like, the volume of people, even the opening scene at the opera, it's kind of like the, the scale of filmmaking in this movie is extraordinary. But it brings you back to the story in that, those amazing moments were kind of lost on you because Mm. you ultimately didn't really know what was going on. (laughs) I didn't. So speaking of the scale of the film, the special effects were out of this world. Mm. Really impressive. Unbelievable. And those in camera, he's an in-camera filmmaker, Christopher Nolan, and you really get to appreciate that as well. And I think it was seamless, right? I couldn't tell what may have been CGI versus in-camera. It was Mm. just really beautifully curated there was so much going on sometimes that Mm. it just really you you really do have to pay attention definitely it did arc back to the complexities of layered stories happening at once like Mm. inception there's so many things going on at the same time and i think this really lent it felt very familiar to inception Mm -hmm. uh, but didn't have that sort of like i didn't really get that sense of urgency as much as i did from inception i guess like what's at stake because i feel like that was actually a piece of the plot that was really undercooked you know kenneth branagh as the villain Mm. it's like i didn't get him as the villain i didn't really know what he was so Mm. hung up about and he spent a lot of time muttering in a russian accent too let's let's move on to the sound because this was a huge bugbear of mine the sound mixing especially in this film was completely out of whack it was an absolute disaster. It was actually really uncomfortable. So mm. if you're going to watch this in the cinema, which you really should see it on the big screen, I'd kind of recommend taking earplugs. Well, I I would go to a screening that had goddamn subtitles mm. because the, the, the layers of story in there are lost because the sound mixing was so wrong that you, even if you didn't understand what they were saying, good luck if you actually heard what they were saying. 
Because you've got this score, which is just like assaulting you in your seat. You're literally rumbling. And at times I felt it was a little bit, fuck me. Mm. But then then it had a great impact in some moments and the the score and music was so good. Yeah. But then you also have the characters in masks for a large portion of the time. And if you're going to do that, you really need to make the sound on point so that you can understand what they're saying within the masks. What is with Christopher Nolan and masks? <laughs> Tenet is basically a movie of characters who sound like fucking Bane. <laughs> it's just a, it's a Bane movie. If you have trouble understanding Bane, you're going to have no hope with this Gotham, <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm so... Uh, guys, when we come into reviewing films, Lee and I don't share but one or two words about how we felt. <laughs> this is kind of why we're... This feels really raw and organic. We're bouncing mm. off each other. And I'm actually really glad that you felt the sound mixing was such a vital element of this film that let it down. It really did. It was quite uncomfortable, as mm. I said. And I had to put my fingers in my ears during some points because it was actually hurting. It was quite uncomfortable. Have we covered off everything about Tenet? I think we have covered it. Look, I guess in terms of is it the film that's going to save cinema, I think it was caught up in such the hype machine like you referenced Mm. at the beginning that this movie has come and it's exciting and it's epic on the screen and the level of detail and, oh my goodness, it is a production and a half. But if you can't invite the audience in succinctly about the story and how many levels of insane science and complexity that you're trying to achieve here, then it doesn't matter that you crash a real plane into a hangar. It doesn't matter that you have these amazing performances out of Robert Patterson and and John David Washington. If you get the story wrong and it's incoherent, then it's, yeah, it's certainly not going to save cinema in my opinion. It's, I guess it's important to remember that Nolan's never taken on the spy or espionage genre before. So even though he is a fantastic filmmaker, maybe this was a bit of a practice run. It's got fascinating special effects and great performances and a fascinating story mm. at its heart. I like agree. it's really original and creative. But that has to be enough for you in this film. And the big reveal is more like a casual comment. So if you're going to be disappointed by things like that, then... Well, the whole story is a casual comment. Everything is just casually thrown at you that you need to mm. grab. It's like fireflies in the cinema trying to grab these key pieces of plot to actually understand what he's trying to do. So with all of that in mind, unfortunately, I'm going to give it two and a half. <gasps> wow. Okay. That's quite low. I struggled with trying to come up with a number, but I think two and a half is it. I spent the whole car ride here trying to think what would I give it from a popcorn kernel rating. Isn't it interesting? We're spending so long leading up to our rating because I almost feel bad that we didn't enjoy it so much, but I'm probably going to give it a two, a two and a half as well, because mm-hmm. I think that you had this extraordinary film on screen that just didn't translate to any sort of comprehension for an audience. And it's like a film that you keep thinking about, but you still have no real understanding about it. And and I don't think I can go in and watch it two or three times like I did Inception. Mm. So two and a half from me. That's a really great way to put it, I think. So Tenet is in Australian cinemas from August 27, officially. Before we jump into news, we just want to remind everyone to get their entry in for our Bill and Ted Face the Music ticket giveaway. 
to be in the chance to win one of five double passes to see the movie when it hits cinemas on September 10, head to the Popcorn Podcast Facebook or Instagram page and make sure you like or follow depending on the platform. This is very important for your entry to be valid. We really need to highlight that. Very, very important. And then all you need to do after that is tag the friend you would go on a time traveling adventure with in the comments. Now, we had some exciting reveals this week. LeBron James revealed the official team kit for the Tune Squad in the upcoming Space Jam sequel. It looks seriously legit. It does. I mean, I lost my shit when even the logo was announced a couple of months ago so yeah. you can imagine like having lebron in the kit like coming on with this sick music yeah uh, it's yeah it's really cool i'm really excited for this one space jam a new legacy is slated for july 2021 at this stage fingers crossed so this piece of news lee has got our knickers in a twist a little bit mm-hmm. you know the whole rhetoric about remakes and etc reboots or whatever name you want to throw into the ring so this week we're talking about will smith and Kevin Hart to star in the remake of Planes, Trains and Automobiles. So Planes, Trains and Automobiles follows the story of two very different men who have to join forces to find some way of getting home for Thanksgiving. And one of them, of course, is an uptight (laughs) a-hole who's uncomfortable with his new travel buddy who's a more easygoing, jovial, shower curtain ring salesman. The original 1987 film, as you know, was helmed by the legendary writer-director John Hughes and it starred Steve Martin and John Candy. Classic piece of film. Not yeah. the greatest piece of film, but an 80s classic. Definitely. And kind of a, a movie that fits so well in the late 80s kind mm-hmm. of canon of film. And messing with that for today's audiences, bringing in two comedians. Can I just say, I cannot stand Kevin Hart. So I'm <laughs> already on the out with this remake anyway. I mean, Will Smith gives a lot to his film. So I'm hoping it's not going to be just a lazy remake hopefully not it's not a strong enough story to remake i don't think i agree feels lazy yeah where's original storytelling come on guys we got a teaser for death on the nile this week too the sequel is directed by kenneth banner and it follows hercule poirot as he investigates the murder of a young heiress while on vacation in the nile and kenneth branner once again stars as the famous detective alongside get this all-star cast lineup i need to take a big deep breath Gal Gadot, Army Hammer, you've got Dawn French in there, you've got Jennifer Saunders, you've got Rose Leslie, you've got Sophie Oconedo, Annette Benning, bow down, love her, and Latita Wright, Russell Brand, I'm not over, and Adam Garcia. So amazing. It's amazing he can still find actors <laughs> to star in these films because he keeps using like the whole of Hollywood in all I know, the films. who's he going to have left? But I guess Kenneth Branagh knows what he's doing with these films. And the first one was really good. So I think visually this trailer does set itself up to be quite striking. Mm -hmm. You know, the Nile as, as a character, the boat, the amazing costumes, all the rest of it looks pretty sick. So perhaps the most intriguing news this week is that Ben Affleck will don the Batsuit one more time in the upcoming The Flash movie. Now, this is nuts because we already knew that Michael Keaton was reprising his most famous role in the film as Batman. And now we have at least two Batmans. Batmen. Batmans. Batmans. Yeah, this actually floored me because we thought that Ben had hung up the Batsuit mm. forever. And it was a real awkward... 
unfortunate series of events. He just wasn't in a good place for it. I he think. wasn't in a good place. And the, and the movies that he was involved in were absolute disasters. But why I'm so flawed is that DC is just surprising us. They're putting Zack Snyder back in front of the Justice League and giving him a chance to recut it and mm. give us his vision. You've got Ben Affleck coming back. You've got Michael Keaton reprising the role. Like, it's... It's, the world is a beautiful place, and this is why these things are beautiful. But it's like, whoa, what is going on? But to give you a bit of an insight into the premise of the Flash movie, so it's based on the comic book story known as Flashpoint, right, which has a lot to do with alternate dimensions. So we're starting to see a bigger picture of how this movie will play out, but it's still quite a fair way away coming in 2022 sometime. Correct. Speaking of DC, there were a lot of big reveals happening at DC Fandom's virtual fan convention over the weekend. We got exciting first look trailers and hints about a lot of upcoming DC movies, including Wonder Woman, Black Adam, Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League, as you mentioned. So it was absolutely jam-packed, full of info, too much to unpack here. So Lee and I are going to bring you a special episode covering off all of the DC movie news very, very soon. So don't forget to subscribe to your favorite podcast app to get that straight to you. It's going to be very exciting. I can't wait. So that's it for this week. We reviewed Christopher Nolan's Tenant, which is in cinemas from August 27. So go see the movie. You will be in awe, but you'll also be absolutely confused (laughs) (laughs) confused and in awe it's definitely a movie that you should see in cinemas it's worth seeing it's worth seeing absolutely there's so much to enjoy and take from it more than any other film we reviewed this year i think we really want to hear guys what you think how did it impact you did it make sense to you can you please text call (laughs) facebook message me to tell me (laughs) because i would appreciate it all right guys we'll catch you next time thanks for listening If you enjoy our episodes, head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe. While you're there, we would love you to rate us and leave a review. You can also find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts and iHeartRadio. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.